Hi friends, welcome to the Artist's Blend. Today we are talking about spooky stories in the theater. Mm, so grab your mug. And let's get talking. Ah. <laughs> Let's get haunting, as they would say. Let's get haunting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome. Hey, hey. This is going to be a it's fun episode. Very fun. I'm so excited. Yes. It's should, We're recording this much prior oh, yes. to Halloween, but it's releasing on mm-hmm. Halloween. So oh, just in time for all the, the yes. spooky things. Um, But I think you had the idea to call it this ghost like yes, stories, and I think that's brilliant and amazing. Um, I'm so glad. I think, yeah, this was your idea altogether, okay. the whole episode. And I'm so <laughs> excited. Um, we have uh, lots of different things. Um, what are we drinking today, So Austin? today we are drinking uh, Highbrow Coffee. It's here in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, coincidentally, me and my fiance uh, went to meet our coordinator for our wedding there. And it's um, their 1989 blend, which is brown sugar, cherry, and pie crust. So we're drinking that pie crust. Pie crust, yes. So we're drinking that. We'll give our thoughts at the end. But yeah, so we're just gonna kind of snuggle in, get close, get warmy, snuggle and in, feast on yes. your candy, and en- enjoy if you're your up candy well while done, you're listening. You have more energy than I. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we're just going to tell some some spooky tales about theaters and or. Um, encounters that people have had within theaters. And uh, to give a little backstory, I am going to give a slight history on the term ghost light, actually. Uh, So according to Wikipedia, a ghost light is an electric light that is left energized on a stage for a theater when the theater is unoccupied and would otherwise be completely dark. It typically consists of an exposed incandescent bulb, CFL lamp, or LED lamp mounted in a wire cage on a portable light stand. Truth. Basically, if you're a theater person, yeah, very true. If you're a theater person, you probably know exactly what we're talking about. Or if you're not, you can probably visualize it very well. Um, the origins, a lot. there's a lot of different rumors, myths, tales, what have you. Really, the most practical explanation of why it's there is they didn't want anybody to trip in the dark into the orchestra pit and sue the theater. So, while it has a fantastical spooky term, it's really just a, like, insurance thing, so. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I feel like there also are, like, some, I want, okay, this might not be truth, but I want to believe in my heart of hearts that it was called the ghost light because there was some ghost that they're trying to Probably. ward off the spirits, I like, which, you know, I feel like some theaters yeah, still hold no, to that idea. That's the whole but, um, tradition, for lack of a better word. That's the whole tradition yeah. behind it. It's not just an insurance gig. But um, yeah, coincidentally, which is the perfect way to exactly. set our, our set the tone exactly. for our tales, the ghost light stories. <laughs> Actually, some claim that the tradition began in the days of gas lit theaters when dim gas lights were left burning mm. to relieve pressure on the gas valves. So it would just be a, a low glow during the evening hours after the show. So sort of mm-hmm. a release it, let it burn, and then it'll eventually put itself out. Um, kind of like a, a gas stove sometimes. But anyways, 
yeah. So as you said, the perfect segue. Yeah. Okay. So the stuff that I have is, I know yours are mainly like articles yes. and history about like different yes. theaters, um, like major mm-hmm. big uh-huh. houses and things. I went sort of a different route. I sort of looked into Reddit to try and find some firsthand yes. stories. Um, in r slash theater, there's a lot of stories out there. So I've been kind of collecting and trying to find nice. some good stories because I feel like those like informal firsthand accounts make me feel oh, yes. the spookies better than oh, an 100%, 100%. article does for me. And so I have been so excited to share these. Um, okay. This mm. first one is from RP Mac 1979. Mm. I say from like they sent it in. <laughs> this is just, yeah. I found it. But <laughs> one day, one day. Um, okay. This is RP Mac's story. I worked as a director and artistic director at a local theater for about 10 years off and on. The woman who first brought me in was this real sweet lady, incredibly supportive. Not the most sophisticated theater person, but just an absolute fountain of joy. I remember I was directing Brighton Beach Memoirs, and she was producing. And we were early in rehearsals, and she had this huge, boisterous laugh that was on a hair trigger. I jokingly asked her to stifle it so the actors' heads wouldn't get too big too soon. Anyway, she died unexpectedly about two years after I got there. It was a heavy loss. The whole community mourned. But over the next decade, she absolutely let me know she was still there and frequently. I'd look up and see her in the booth, or I'd pass by the box office and she'd be at her old desk. She'd flip lights off and on, especially if it was just me in the building. The coolest thing, though, was when she'd laugh. It only happened twice, but I'd know it anywhere exploding out from the house as I was putting rehearsal furniture away, clear as day. I took to saying, good night, Janice, when I was leaving for the night. Other people observed weird stuff, but not to the extent I did. I never told anyone about it because it's a small community and I didn't want it getting back Mm -hmm. to her family. Her death left them pretty wounded and I didn't want to open old scars. The theater closed about two years ago, just after COVID. I miss it, and I sometimes miss Janice too. The first part about the the moving and the flipping lights on and the laugh particularly got me raised gave me yeah. the goose pimples as they say yes and i love how he set us up with yeah. like how she wasn't alive and laughing write all the a time book. and that was a nice who, little story who said that one write a book that was a nice beginning middle and end thanks yes, rp mac, RP mac. <laughs> <laughs> yes whoever you are uh rupert <laughs> paul mcintyre amazing we just named a person born 1979 I if i had to guess <laughs> um i know i think i have I'm going to throw in like one more short one and then pass it back to you. Uh, This one is written by Atroy, I want to say. A-T-T-R-E-U-I. This one's pretty quick, but it's fun. I was the TD for a 1920s built theater. We had a main stage downstairs and a black box upstairs. I was in the black box late one night hanging lights and the lights in the dressing room behind the walls were on. There was a lady humming show tunes in there. I couldn't see in the dressing room, but made some comment about how she should be in the shows instead of costuming them uh, because she seemed to know a lot of shows. I was probably listening to her for 45 minutes while I worked. She didn't say anything back, but giggled when I said that. I took a break and went to the main office and told the production manager that the costumer was serenading me while I worked, and she looked funny at me and told me that they had left hours ago. We both ran up there, and the lights in the dressing room were off, and no one else was in the building. I've been working in theater for 35 years, and that's the most freaked out I've ever been. Me and the PM left for the night. Could you imagine? Being serenaded by a ghost costume? And then a giggle? Like, excuse me? What? And then a a response. A giggle. 
So my first is actually a little bit of history, but also some spook. The New Amsterdam Theater, which for those of you who are familiar, know that it is the House of Aladdin, the hit Broadway musical in New York. And their main ghostly activity, if you will, is actually about a bit of history. And it's the ghost's name is Olive Thomas and is a one-time Ziegfeld Follies chorus girl. And she is by far the most active ghost on Broadway, manifesting so frequently that Dana Amendola, I believe is how you say her name, vice president of operations for Disney's theatrical group, has placed photos of her at every entrance to the theater so workers can greet her when they arrive for work each day, which is believed to keep her mischief to a minimum. Yes. What? Now, Olive's story is a sad one. A chorus girl in the 1950s, uh, Ziegfeld Follies, on the New Amsterdam main stage and Ziegfeld's subsequent midnight frolics at the more intimate New Amsterdam roof on the top floor of the same building. Mm. Oh, but cool. Olive was whisked out of uh, out to Hollywood where she made a handful of silent films and married Jack Pick- Pickford, uh, the ne'er-do-well brother of period superstar Mary Pickford. On a trip to Paris she- in 1920, Jack revealed that he had contracted syphilis, she, and she likely had it as well. What happened next is up for conjecture. Official reports say Olive accidentally swallowed an overdose of Jack's medicine, mercury bichloride, which mm-hmm. is poisonous in large quantities. Oh, gosh. But one has to wonder how she could have accidentally emptied the entire blue bottle of pills. Uh, Olive died two, uh, two days later, and her body was brought back to Woodlawn Cemetery in the Bronx for burial. But then odd things started to happen. Workers at the New Amsterdam began telling friends they had run into Olive backstage. Impossible, they were told. Olive was dead. Uh, She appeared periodically through the 1920s, but then became quiet during the decades when 42nd Street went into decline and the theater was underused. (laughs) However, when Disney moved in in the 1990s, uh, construction workers began reporting that their off-limits work area was being invaded by a woman carrying a blue bottle. Oh my gosh. The reports continued after the theater reopened with the King David and the Lion King in 1997. And have continued since. Wait, were you saying that Olive was at, at the Minskoff where Lion King was? It, or uh, is? I think, yeah. yeah. What? So, so, some That's things, so cool. Uh, within this sto- these stories that I've been finding about Broadway theaters is they have a lot of similar ghosts or the same ghosts. They just go to theaters. So it's like, well, maybe they just wanted to catch a matinee. I don't know. <laughs> They're just yeah. avid theater goers. They're like, I really love yeah. Disney theatrical <laughs> and I'm going to go see Aladdin forever. and Lion yeah. King. Um, <laughs> forever. <laughs> Early reports of Olive's appearances described a young woman wearing a sash and carrying a bottle of pills who would sometimes speak. Strangely, people in various eras who didn't know one another would imitate her voice in exactly the same way. Um... In the early Disney era, Imeldola said a night watchman at the theater resigned on the spot after reportedly witnessing a woman cross the stage and disappear through a solid wall. Oh, my Olive lord. Often, I know. Often, um, Olive often appears in a trap beneath what is once the stage of the New Amsterdam Roof Theater, the space where Imeldola heard the mysterious tap dancing. The space is now used for storage, but employees report seeing a woman there or sometimes a disembodied part of feet climbing a staircase. Oh, no. It's basically a lot of the same thing within this tale. Uh, Olive is the main yeah. um, craze, but what I... She's yeah, the main she's character. character. She knows her story. 
Uh, <laughs> this is Olive, not Oliver. Step aside, young man. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, to point to uh, something I was talking about, there was a telling within this article of uh, a worker being on stage and hearing tap dancing upstairs. Climbed the stairs to find absolute silence and then came back and they began again. So it's like somebody's tapping in secret. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this one is, before I get back into Reddit things, I do have uh, an article sure. from Medium. I think the rest of mine are Reddit's slash sure. why I have a story of myself. Um, yeah, so this is the one article that I have. Um, this is a portion of an article from Medium called Stage Haunts, the Ghosts okay. of Drury Lane mm. Theater, London by Fiona Dodwell. Um, I, it was funny. I found this while going through the subreddit um, and was looking for stories and somebody had posted like a, a cartoon of a ghost and it had like a text on it and like a theater name on it. I was like, wait, is this real? So then I yeah. Googled it and found this article. Um, so yep. again, this is Drury yep. Lane Theater in London. This is uh, an excerpt from Fiona Dutwell's article. One of the theater's most famous ghosts is known simply as the Man in Grey, who is usually mm. seen in the daytime, often spotted in shadowy, sh shadowy seats, <laughs> not the shadowy sheets, the shadowy seats beyond the stage watching actors rehearse. Unlike some ghostly sightings, which can be an omen of bad luck, spotting the Man in Grey is seen as a good sign by actors and directors because witnessing his apparition usually means the play will go on to become a success. It's been reported that the man in gray has been spotted during rehearsals Yay. for Oklahoma, South Pacific, Carousel, oh and King and I. The man in gray is said to be dressed in the style of 18th century fashion and is seen wearing a gray cape. Rather spookily, remains were found on the site. It was in the theater's renovations in the 1840s when a skeleton covered in gray rags was found walled up in a small no. forgotten room. After examination, it was concluded that the man had been killed, stabbed with a knife, lending credence to the idea that the skeleton belonged to the infamous specter who has been spotted ever since wow. within the theater walls. Yeah. So, Drury Lane yeah. Theater apparently has a ton of ghosts, but the oh man gray is like the big one. Um, but they literally found a guy with a dagger in his chest like, in the wall. The, it's not the, it, the death gets me, but then being walled in and then just forgotten yeah. from the world and the moon found later like i want to know i i mean i guess somebody must have like killed him in its dash uh, probably in that's and, what like, it makes sense I don't know, maybe it's the contractor who knows, who knows? <laughs> i get the rest of the money no uh, <laughs> yeah so that's nice. my little like jury lane theater one <laughs> i've heard of a lot of london theaters are that way uh just because of old and really yeah. it makes sense yeah, it's age. It's age, But it makes yeah. sense why theaters would be associated with haunting because most of the time, they're very old buildings. Um, especially when you get into yeah. Broadway or any big theaters, um, they've just been around. Yeah. You, Even smaller ones are exactly. a lot of times like found yeah. spaces like in churches or in basements or Who knows? old bars that have been renovated, stuff you know, happens. like stuff. Um, my next one is the Palace Theater, which if you're familiar only through SpongeBob, you'll know. I'm familiar because it's the cause of so much construction. Correct. That is also the truth. One of the most haunted Broadway houses or is supposed because it has the most ghosts, quote unquote. Um, among Ooh. them is a mysterious figure who passes open doorways late at night, a child ghost who plays peekaboo in the mezzanine, 
a musician dressed in white who appears in the orchestra pit, and a tightrope walker, presumably from the theater's vaudeville days, whose appearance is said to foretell the viewer's death. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to no see that However many there may be, they seem to be quiet in the recent years as reports of the activities have dropped off sharply. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, However, during a run of the 2011 Annie revival, actor Ryan Van Den Boom claimed that when alone in a dressing room one night, he thought he heard a voice call, Judy. Now the queen of the palace's celebrity residence is said to be the great Judy Garland herself. Who, but who really? would have been calling her? And why must remain a Broadway uh, mystery. Ooh. But yeah, that's the Palace Theater, yeah. That's fun. I love that. I had no idea that, that the supposedly, Palace was supposedly I mean, on it. it. We also can get into the conversation that almost any theater will have a ghost, but it's also, it's like, that's yeah. just a faulty wire. Like, I'm not discrediting any of these stories. Yeah. But sure, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Things can be I was, as I was scrolling, searching for these, somebody was like, you do realize that, like, all theaters just, like, make up a ghost because it's fun and they have something to blame things on. I'm like, shut up, you're ruining my Halloween fun. I'm trying to have a good time over here. <laughs> okay. Yes. Speaking of, my next one is uh, from mm-hmm. Angus Dunnikin, and I think that that is a great name. Um, Angus says, I've worked backstage in about half a dozen West End theaters. The former charge hand of the Trafalgar, formerly the Whitehall, told me one about him taking his cousin for a tour of the stage. They were on stage and just being shown the place when suddenly a 2K falls from the rig, nearly takes the face off his cousin. Uh, You can feel it pass your nose, kind of a close one. Everyone is shaken, but no one is hurt. And um, 2K... I could describe it's um it's a Fresnel light. It is hey. it is thick. It is like when you think of like a stage light, it's like one yeah, of the classic yeah. ones that you think of. It's not one of those like fancy newfangled like LED ellipsoidal things. Like the original light light. It yeah, it's like one of those Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one yeah. of those classics. Can light. That you think Can of. light. That's one of Um Yes. So it's a big thing. It's a big one. And okay, anyway, so he says everyone is shaken, but no one is hurt. My man is baffled, though. For that light to fall, several things had to happen. The clamp would have been left completely Mm. untightened, and chain would have had to have been pulled off for a start, which he swears is impossible because he oversaw Mm. the rigging himself. Putting aside human error, though, the baffling thing is that for that light to fall, because of the design of the hook, it would have to have traveled up first. And it's physically impossible for that to have yeah. happened unassisted. The light was rigged on a hanging bar. So even if for some outlandish reason someone did it on purpose, they would have had no okay. way of accessing it. The conclusion? Slugger, the trap's ghost, hates my cousin. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I, I mean, we've both yes. been a part of, like, rigging stuff before and the amount of safety features yes, that are go that... involved. So, like, so this one, first, yeah, first off, the... It would have been mm-hmm. completely untightened, which, okay, I can see somebody and maybe if they were in a rush. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Tired, you know. But the chain. If there should be, if, if somebody who should not be in that position Correct. maybe didn't tighten it. But Great, okay, that's one thing. But then also to not have yeah. connected the chain, okay, so not only is oh. the proper job not done, mm. but also the backup's not done. 
and the, and he did that rigging himself. So he's not the person that would be doing that kind of thing. And then it had to go yeah. up. No, no. But there's not even a catwalk to yeah. get there from. You would have to yeah. use like a genie or a lift yeah. or something to get up there. So it's literally, there's, there's no, no, way. There's no way. logical explanation. Other than like a crazy nobody earthquake felt. that nobody yeah. felt except only for one the light. light. So, been, yeah, only one. Yeah, no, only one Only light. one fell in. <laughs> a really yep. acute they earthquake decided right, right there. there. That somehow was in the ceiling and not Just the so floor. Just so we're all known, anyway. we'll miss the guy, um, but we have to choose one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yes. Slugger has nice, to choose. Slugger, go ahead. So apparently the tra- Trafalgar has mm, a ghost named that's Slugger. That's interesting. So there you go. Thanks, Agus <laughs> Dunnikin. You done it again. Yeah. Um, ah. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so my next one is the Palace Theater. Another one. And another one. Uh, coincident side note. Coincidentally, I have heard so many people say that recently. Like I remember, I remember when it was really? popular because he had just said it. But it, I feel a resurgence. I don't know what's happening. Uh, but anyways, the Palace Theater is supposedly haunted by many vaudeville performers. Um, Louis. Mm. Barcelino, I believe. Barcelino. Barcelino, yeah. Uh, Louis Barcelino was a vaudeville performer in the early days of the Palace Theater, who made his name as an acrobat. One night, night, he was going through a tightrope routine when the worst happened. He fell and, according to some versions of the story, died right there in the theater. Thereafter, people in the space have reported seeing the unfortunate man endlessly reenact his death. Complete with the lurid, uh, the lurid oh. accident and appropriately frightening screams. Yet, as a 1935 article from the New York Times reports, he fell 18 feet and was quote badly hurt end quote but wasn't killed. Still, the legend persists that oh. someone can be spotted walking a ghostly tightrope above the stage of the Palace Theater. Rumors has it that it is anyone who sees this specter is doomed to die in the near future. And there's also believed that, and again, another theater with Judy Garland's ghost and Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra? As well as- You can't just like toss that in. As well as, I know, as well as Fred Astaire, Mae what? West, and more gracing the stage. Okay, I get mm-hmm. that the palace is great and all, but there's no reason for all of no. these A-listers to be I feel like at that, that point theater. they're just throwing like, out names. I get that it was probably a high like, career, like, but come on now. Oh, it's Frank. No. <laughs> Maybe it was Fred that was Call of Duty. That's the Palace Theater. <laughs> nice. All right, this one is from the Radio mm. Matt on mm. Reddit. A few years ago, there was a renovation done on the downstairs of one of our theaters, and in the process, all of the historical photos of the theater and actors who have graced the stage over the years were taken down while the work mm. was done. <clears throat> one of the designers went downstairs on a break and came back upstairs complaining that something strange was happening downstairs. Another staff member accompanied him downstairs. Man, we are using the word downstairs. Uh, Another staff member accompanied him downstairs. And sure enough, the ceiling lights were all turning on and off independently of one another. All of the lights are on the same circuit and the same switch. There is no way that they could be independently manipulated and the wiring had not been touched as part of the renovation. At this point, the house manager came downstairs and the designer gestured to the flashing lights and made a comment to the effect of, have you met the theater ghost? Here he Uh. is. And shortly after, they all returned upstairs and as they did, they walked up the spiral staircase near the front doors 
and suddenly a number of cars on the street erupted into chaos as their alarms all went off simultaneously. Oh okay, and that's where the story ends. Well then. So, like, I can get, like, maybe there's faults, yeah. like, the wiring is messed up, but for all of them to be... I know too much I about mean, electricity Maybe for there's probably some, like... Like, not possible. Okay, good. That makes me feel yeah. better. I'm like, maybe somebody who knows more about electricity would be like, that's stupid. No, it's not no, a ghost. That, that's But it hard. sounds legit to yeah. me. <laughs> I'm over here like, I was going to sleep tonight, but no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's crazy. Insane. He's like, as this guy says, have you heard of the ghost? Well, this is yeah, him. And then, and then right after that, car's alarms burst in the street. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. There's another earthquake. Uh, another earthquake. I don't want ghosts to steal my car. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Yes, the 911 in your emergency. Yes, a ghost stole my car, sir. This is 911. <laughs> it was a hitchhiking ghost, but then <laughs> he took swear. my keys. Now I'm just left with the hatbox ghost and all this luggage. <laughs> <laughs> so next is the Blasco Theater. And it is actually believed to be haunted by the theater producer, David Blasco, uh, who also mm-hmm. built it. <clears throat> uh, he built the namesake theater on, in, yeah, on Broadway in 1907, so... Quite old. Uh, he was already well known as a playwright himself and a passionate lover of the theater. Blasco was rarely... I know. <laughs> I did not... A, a passionate lover of Catherine, his wife. I was not expecting <laughs> you to the say theater. the theater. Was he lonely? <laughs> Who knows? Um, a passionate um, lover of... The theater. The theater. <laughs> Blasco was rarely seen outside of a playhouse. In fact, to the point where he set himself up in an apartment above the Blasco Theater and was known as the Bishop oh, wow. of Broadway. It is oh. absolutely unsurprising then to hear so many stories of his spirit returning again and again to what must have been... Wait, I want to know if he named himself that or if other people called so him that. It, it's, because... actually, it's actually because of a signature look that he wore all the time, and I'm going to get oh, to that in okay. a second. But, uh, he, yeah. Okay, good. I was like, no, man, no, no, no. he's full no. of himself. <laughs> he's like, I wanted to I'm going to move into the theater this. above it, and it's going to be named after it me. Was, and they'll call me it the was Bishop. Phantom of the Opera before Phantom of the Opera. Um, <laughs> and um, it was unsurprising to hear so many stories of his return again and again uh, to the site of some of his happiest, most heartfelt experiences, which is kind of tender. Um, but <clears throat> witnesses have reported seeing Blasco in his trademark outfit of a priest's cascot and collar. Uh, so it oh. was it was the garb that he wore a lot. If you look up photos, it it's a completely white collar all the way around, so resembling a bishop or a priest. If yeah. You will. Um, though he was never ordained in any church, so merely merely <laughs> just a title, if you will. Um, some actors have said that this man would speak to them and even shake their hands. More unluckily, ones oh. have said that he also had a propensity to get a bit too close, especially if the ghost finds them attractive. Yeah, oh. this took a turn. Uh, other times, workers were forced to check on his uninhabited apartment after they heard a raucous party going on upstairs. Yet when they entered, they found only dust and emptiness in Blasco's old court. What? Yep. As word, Did he like to party? In the afterlife, he does. As the word got out, actors began to believe that getting goosed by the ghost of Blasco, or at least spotting him, was a good omen. I'm sorry, what? Getting goosed? Yeah, like, what does that even like mean? Squeezing somebody's... Wait, I'm Googling it. Getting goosed? Somebody's bootum. Like you squeeze somebody's bootum. What? That's goosing them, I believe. Oh, oh, oh. Am I wrong or right? 
Um, I don't think I want to know. According to dictionary.com, it's a verb, a slang verb for poking a person between the buttocks to startle oh them. Oh, my. Yes. Wait, I'm a, okay, we're going to go to Webster. Could you imagine? Because I Okay, I'm ready off stage. Merriam-Webster. Okay. Search Merriam-Webster. Ghost. Ghost. No, not, not that. A verb. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, the Merriam-Webster definition <laughs> of goose, the verb, uh, is to poke between the buttocks with an upward thrust. <laughs> the more you know. Well, hey, this podcast is all about learning, and boy, have we learned. All right, that was a great episode. Thank, I'll see y'all you all later. Thank you Yes, good night. <laughs> see you next week. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I never want to get goosed by a ghost. I do not no. want to get goosed. No, <laughs> not by a ghost. Well, not yeah, not at all. But especially not by a ghost. Be like, what the heck was that? Oh my god. Uh, okay, so this one is um, from Reddit. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit, bit of a longer one. Um, uh, from Starfish Trooper. Ooh. Our theater in Ottawa was originally a 19th century courthouse. Mm. Next door is the old county jailhouse, now a hostel, <laughs> where murderers and the like were executed. I'm sorry, what? Prisoners were transported. Uh-huh. They were transported through an underground tunnel between the two and were sentenced to their deaths in the courtroom <laughs> here. The last public hanging took place as recently as 1975. Oh, my gosh. So they're doing shows in an old courthouse. Can you imagine doing, no. like, To Kill a Mockingbird? And no, the thanks. <laughs> um, the last public hanging took place as recently as 1975. Yeah. Most were buried in the yard where the remains have stayed. I'm lucky to have a few great sources. Ex-roommate, a manager at the hostel, and some actor friends lead the haunted walk tours of the city as a part-time yeah. gig. The building is ranked number nine on Lonely, Lonely Planet's list of the world's spookiest places. Wow. One behind Chernobyl. Uh, what? The courthouse, uh-huh. The courthouse is now home to a couple dozen arts organizations, promoters, and presenters. The adjacent jailhouse is now a hostel with a sweet bar. Do stop by if ever visiting uh, Canvas yes, Capital. Uh, Leave it to the Canadians to like invite us to come stay with them while we tell a ghost story. Yeah, it's story. a different kind of spirits entirely. So sweet. So. Yeah. Uh, do stop by if ever visiting. The hostel rooms are all old cells. Standing offer that if you can make a night on death row, your stay is free. Oh, well. No one has. Mm. They had to drop the policy simply based on the number of people who've hurt themselves running away in terror. Oh my gosh. I've never met a ghost, but spending time in the building at night could certainly lead you to believe they're around. It's pretty spooky. Most of us don't believe in ghosts. Doesn't mean we've never been afraid. Mm. There's a piano which has been said to play itself only when stored in a dressing room specifically. Nope. Loud nope. knocking on doors and heavy footsteps around the corner aren't uncommon either. In the hostel are consistent res- reports of a man who appears at the foot of guest's bed, usually clutching a Bible. I'm sorry? Theories point to Patrick James Whelan, hanged in 1869 for presumably, he proclaimed innocence, assassinating a politician. Apparently, the judge promised Whelan he would be buried in his family's plot in Montreal. Instead, they buried him rather unceremoniously in the yard. Oh my. Many stories about this guy. Apparently, some school kids on a tour were making fun of him when suddenly both kids developed nosebleeds at the same time. Oh, my goodness. On three later tours, and I imagine tours being like the ghost tours that their friends does, 
Um, on three later tours, someone developed a nosebleed just as the guide told the story about these boys. Okay. Oh! Paranormal investigators love this place, and a number of, quote, professionals and amateurs have committed investigations. Hey. Google Carlton County Jailhouse for more. Yes, 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 Ooh. but also no. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, my guess. I'm going to wait till it's not dark the, outside. The Bible clutching at the end of the bed. Like, yeah, it, I don't like that. That's just a terrifying vi- vision anyways. Yeah, like, I, I don't care for that. Bring on the goosing. I don't want somebody at the end of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want somebody... I'll bring on the goosing. <laughs> Do you love enjoying a nice, warm mug of your favorite tea or coffee? Then you're going to love Carver Trading Company. Located in Orlando, Florida, they are proud to be veteran-owned family business that selects the finest green coffee directly from several growing regions around the world for a fresh farm-to-cup experience. They source coffee in a socially responsible and environmentally sustainable way that benefits the areas where the coffee is grown. From light roast to dark, including blends like Colombian, Donut Store, and a Costa Rica selection, they also provide decaf and a wide variety of tea blends that pair perfectly with any rainy day or cozy evening with a good book. They also have gift cards available, making the perfect gift for that coffee or tea lover in your life who is, let's say, particular with their drink preferences. Not only are their products delicious, but they are wonderful people too. Definitely fit the good beans category in our books. So check out the link in our show notes for a 10% off discount today. Okay, this one's actually kind of interesting. It's not necessarily spooky. Um... But it's about, I think, it is it the Lyceum? Like, Lycum? Yeah. Or Lyceum. Lyceum. So it's about the Lyceum Theater. And supposedly, the legendary dancer and choreographer Bob Fosse may haunt the Lyceum. If, act- really? if actors and crew are to be believed. According to Bla- uh, Playbill, Fosse was also a well-known and well-regulated director. No kidding. Um, living an outsized mark on the already... That's an understatement. Yeah, right? Um, but people who claim to have experienced something supernatural at the Lyceum report hearing odd noises from the catwalk, the smell of uh. cigarettes, and a weird, almost unexplainable presence in the seats. The uh. smoking is especially noteworthy as it is now banned entirely in Broadway theaters and other indoor spaces in the city. Fosse, however, Ooh. was rarely seen without a cigarette while he was still on the side of existence. On this on this side of existence. Huh. While he was alive, Fosse also told actor Roger Rees that he enjoyed getting a view from the theater from the balcony where he could overlook the entire oh. space in all its glory. Mm. What could be keeping Fosse at the Lyceum? According to page six, it might be something lingering personal. It might be some lingler, lingering personal connection. In 2015, the theater hosted The Visit, a show starring another Broadway great, uh, Chitta Riviera, Fosse was close to Riviera, as well as Wait, co-stars... Cheetah Rivera? Da, yeah, Cheetah Rivera, excuse me. Fosse was close to Rivera, and as well as all... Uh, as well as co-stars Roger Rees and Rivera's understudy. Uh, some speculate that their presence may have called Fosse back for yet another show at the Lyceum. Was it Donna McKechnie? Yeah, Donna McKechnie. I just had to no, know. I didn't yeah, know if Donna, Donna McKechnie understudied. Okay, anyway, sorry. No, you're good, yeah. Out. Um... That is really cool. Yeah. I wonder why. I, I wonder if that's the reason that that play I saw there kept going wrong. Who knows? But um, <laughs> the play that goes wrong was yes. great. 
Um, anyway, it is it bad, is bad, worth bad jokes. No, you're I'm not a comedian. No, it's funny. Um, it is worth no. <laughs> it's worth noting that people within that show have also noted that there are there have been several shows where things that shouldn't go wrong, based off of their knowledge, have gone wrong, like lights lights malfunctioning, certain functions not properly working. Now, with a heavy technical show like that, I would say, well, it, that that might happen as much as you're trying to make <laughs> something go wrong. Maybe something just, I don't know, actually didn't. Uh, <laughs> That's fair. But I found it interesting since it was Bob Fosse himself. Okay, this one is on Reddit from California Islander. My ex-wife used to work as a dresser at the Old Globe Theater in San Diego. She's usually one of the last to leave the theater at night after a performance. There are always stories of old actors still haunting the globe, and one of them was thought to be an old character actor named Victor Buono. Mm. Well, one night, as she was closing up the dressing rooms for the night, (laughs) she started to close the door when the faucet to a nearby sink suddenly turned on full blast. She was tired and wanted to come home, so she literally shouted, Stop effing around, Victor, I'm exhausted. The faucet immediately turned oh. off. <laughs> At least that's what she told that's me. That's funny. Yeah. Could you imagine? I like that little bit. Like, oh, that's fun. Sorry. <laughs> Oops. I, I, I'm going to mess with her. What you got? This next one that I have is Cincinnati Music Hall. And this article goes on for a, a bit, but I'll read it all. For some reason, Ohio is really super haunted. Whether it's The Ridges, a haunted asylum turned art museum that's so spooky that two people have to open and close it every night. Oh? Or the Cincinnati Music Hall, a theater that was built over a potter's field, a cemetery for the destitute. Ohio's Ohio is bonkers haunted. And just in case you think that it's an old wives' tale, in 1988, during the installation of an elevator shaft, bones of adults and children were exhumed from under the music hall. People have been seeing ghosts on the property since at least 1876. John Engst, a night watchman for the music hall, has had plenty of run-ins with the paranormal while working there, but the strangest occurrence happened when he began hearing music playing after everyone had left. He told the friends of music hall, I re-entered the elevator and closed the doors. The music was still there, and I'm starting to tingle now. Ah. I opened the rear of the elevator, entered the adjoining hall. No sound. Returning to the elevator to proceed to Corbett Tower and closed it up. The music was as beautiful as ever. So that's the end of the tale, but like, I don't know why, but I can deal with knocks. I can deal with voices, but music for whatever reason, if if it's coming seemingly out of nowhere or from an instrument that shouldn't be playing by itself, I'm like, I don't this one baffles my brain because so many things yeah. have to go into so many like making so many notes it's like oh, where is this coming from like what that's crazy so what is your tale oh my God. i'm okay. very excited okay so i don't think i've ever told you the story yep um so it's all about it, it's all based on a middle school okay. in the Tennessee area. Lovely. It's relatively rural. Mm-hmm. It's about like forty five minutes from Nashville. Okay. Um, so a few years ago, it was like, whoa, that was almost almost five years ago. I think it was twenty nineteen. Okay. Yeah, it was summer of twenty nineteen. Hard to believe that um, five years. But... Ma, uh, yeah, right. Uh. Four years, I guess. Four and some change. Um, so Elizabeth and I. <clears throat> We were producing a summer camp mm. at a local community theater, okay. and it was in residence at a middle school. 
Um, it's called Springfield Middle School. Okay. If you like, you can look it up and you, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it so it was in residence at a middle school. Yeah. And Springfield Middle School is is old. Yeah. It's an old building, but. It was sections of it have been renovated, and the theater is fantastic. Oh, really? Um, it's a really like it's. I mean, obviously, it's not going to compete with some like TPAC no, or anything, but, but it's it, like especially for being a middle school, like it's better than the high school theater. So oh, sometimes wow. the high school does shows, shows there because <laughs> um, the the community theater used to do shows at the high school, but they moved over to the middle school because the facilities are just that much better. Yeah. Um, More money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Fly, fly space. They have like really cool rigging fly stuff. Space. You can fly drop. You can what? drop stuff. Yeah. They have, like we made drops and things for Mary Poppins. Oh my gosh. It was great. That's awesome. Um. Anyway, but we yeah. So we were doing Mary Poppins Junior. Okay. Um. As part of the camp, mm-hmm. and so Liz and I were directing, producing, and essentially running everything. They handed the keys over to us for the summer. Um. So it was a, a lot of fun. Right. Anyway, over the years there. Were lots of stories. There have been lots of stories about the school being haunted, uh-huh. like weird sounds at night, uh-huh. strong feelings of darkness uh-huh. and cold, and that sort of thing. Um, I'd never experienced any of this myself. Yeah. Uh, but, however, I did at one point. Um, I was doing a, a, a show there a few months prior, a year or two prior, and the director was like, "Hey, do you, you guys want to see something cool?" And because she also grew up in this county and she knew the school layout, uh-huh. and she took us to this like hidden area. And you go behind this, like, into a closet, into a hallway, into another hallway, and you find yourself in this boiler room, like, old-school boiler room that has looks like it has not been touched in decades. Oh, wow. And on the floor and, like, taped places, there are notes and homework and assignments from the 60s. Oh, my God. So, like, it is old. Yeah. Uh, the room itself, and like it, it's crazy. It's like a little time capsule in there, and it is creepy. Mm. And we started hearing noises, but it was like late at night, and it was like after rehearsal. Yeah. And we we're like we're getting out of yeah. here, so we left. Um, anyway, but I did nothing like very weird I had ever experienced myself. Um, so like I said before, it was a community theater, Fair. and so we had some volunteers uh come and help us for the strike. Some of our counselors had had stayed late and decided to help us out. Um, That's nice. And the yeah, the final show we had a few shows of of Mary Poppins Jr. And after the last show at like six, because again it's the kids' yeah. camp and children, yeah. so we had our final show at six. It was over by like seven, seven thirty, and we jumped in and started striking immediately. Yes. I designed the set. Did. It was rather ambitious, <laughs> and there was lots to strike. What? Uh, so no, I know it's okay. So we focused first on deconstructing everything mm-hmm. and destroying everything, and then once we had done that, we would carry everything to the dumpster or to the truck for yeah. storage. Um, so we broke up into teams. I had my my um, scenic people and then other people were focused on cleaning or, or dressing rooms or whatever. Yeah. Um, so around 1 a.m. we had finished deconstructing and destroying everything mm-hmm. and we started taking loads outside to the dumpster. Um, and man, it was it was great at first. We had so many people and then like, like a few hours into it, Everyone people leaves. started to drift yep, away. Yep. And so it was like, like, Five or six of us left for the final like two or three hours. Yep. It was rough. And anyway, that's why it was two or three it was about hours. About one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Anyway, around one a.m. But also, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Well, also, it was a volunteer thing, and they have every right to leave. Yes, and it's fine. They do. I'm not mad about no. it. I'm not mad at all. It's but, just situational. Anyway, <laughs> yes, situational is a difficulty. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I feel very spastic right now. Um. <laughs> so around one a.m., we started taking loads outside to the dumpster and to the truck mm-hmm. if it was going to storage, mm-hmm. and. 
Elizabeth, my wife, has a, she has always been really sensitive to energies from people uh, or otherwise. Ooh. She's always been very sensitive to energies. Um, like one time, this is a totally different story, but she she walked into a house for a showing and felt really weird about it because her friend was trying to buy a house and they like went, uh, they both had a really weird vibe mm. and they went up to the attic and there was literally a pentagram and a dead bird and blood on the floor. Thanks. And they were like, we need to get out. Yeah. So they left. Anyway, so she's sensitive yeah, to energies yeah, yeah, and yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, Anyway, she told me while we were like striking things out that she was fe- getting this like really weird feeling mm-hmm. about a specific window. Mm-hmm. Um, we, when you leave the theater, you kind of get a view of the building yeah. as a whole because yeah. the theater's kind of jutting out from the back. And so we we saw, and it was um, the middle window on the second floor. I think there's three stories okay. to the building, um, like basement, yeah. main floor, and then second floor. Um, and it was like the middle window, so main main floor, uh, or sorry, middle window of the second, second floor, floor, which is the main floor, because mm-hmm. um, going out from the theater, you're on the floor floor, mm-hmm. the basement area. Anyway, so someone else was like, hey, are you guys talking about a, a window over there? And we're like, yeah. And they said, "I yeah, I thought I saw somebody in there, like a figure oh. in there. I couldn't make out like who it was or like what was going on, but like I I did think I saw I think I saw somebody in there mm. moving around, and we were like oh, okay, so a small group of us went around. I wasn't in this group, but uh, like two or three people went back into the theater, back into the school, crossed down the main hallway and into that room, and they came back and said, well, it was just an empty storage room. There's just old chairs and furniture. No, we didn't see anybody. Uh, we didn't hear anything. Like no one's here at this point. It's like two a.m. Yeah. almost. And they came back out, uh, and we we kept working for a while. Um, around it's like probably like two forty five at this point, uh, almost the witching yeah. hour. So eventually, uh, the team who was working in the dressing rooms, um, they had arrived uh, to help us finish up because they finished their yeah. stuff. Um. Oh my gosh, I just remembered a second separate ghost story that I have oh. from this exact same show. Great. Oh my gosh. I have to, okay, well, I'm so sorry. No, no, it's taking so long. We'll eat and we'll uh, put it in. Okay, okay, okay. If you're still here, great. Thanks. <laughs> um so anyway, so the other group that was working on the dressing rooms came out and um someone who had been there the whole time in the first group, mm-hmm. uh, who we all knew about the window, but they did not, someone in that group noticed that somebody who had just come out from the second group, they saw them look up at the school building. Okay. And they were like, hey, what are you looking at? Yeah. And this person who had just come out to help us was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. That's probably because it's so late or I'm paranoid or something. I don't know. I'm just getting some really weird, like super bad vibes from just like this one area Dang. of the building. And I don't know why, but it's like I'm almost being watched. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Yeah. And we were like, can you point to where? Which, which one? Please don't. It be. was the middle no, window no. on the second floor. Yeah. The exact same window that all of us and we like freaked yeah. out. At this point, it's almost, almost 3 a.m. Yeah. It's this haunted school. Everybody was getting weird vibes, yeah. and there's only like six of us left. And we're like, let's finish this up. Yes. So we we didn't. I mean, we rushed, but it was late. It was so weird. Well, yeah. The vibes were so weird. Having having three um, people say the same thing about <laughs> one area. <laughs> But then, yeah, two, like, like all independently of each other, independent, and one wasn't even in the room when the other two were talking about yeah. it. Like, oh my gosh. it was so weird. Like she, she like pointed, and everybody got chills. Yeah. it was it was crazy. Mm. 
Oh, no. and we ran out Goose of there, but we had a strike uh, set to strike. Um, What's the other okay, story? The other real quick thing. Yeah. I have one other. I totally forgot that this happened. So this was a couple weeks before this story. Okay. Um, it was. It's so much more minor. Yeah. But it, and it was just me, which almost made it creepier. Um, so this was a show. I mean, it was a summer camp. <laughs> Very few people <laughs> were getting compensated for their time, and um, the people who were were staying like a bajillion hours. We were basically yeah. living at the school yeah. for a few weeks. Um because it was my set and I was going to make it look pretty, yes. darn it. <laughs> um so I would say after a <laughs> yeah, pretty too late. Um anyway, <laughs> it was like at this point not too late in the night, probably like 8 or 9. Yeah. I was about to leave for the day. Um the early days before it got crazy. Mm. Um anyway, but we'd been there from like 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. and I was about to leave and um I I know the stories about the sp- the spooky things okay. and again this this final story hadn't happened yet but um I had a Bluetooth speaker uh, it was like a JBL yep. Charge yep. three I think it was called yep. JBL something it was one of those JBLs um I I'd used it for a few years it's a, I mean a very nice speaker mm-hmm. um use it to listen to music and things while we're working yeah and um, we also use it during the day to help teach the music yeah um I think we like hook up the the demo tracks or the reference tracks in there um. And I had it playing stuff while I was working. And I had left that room where the speaker was, went to another room, and just had the music on my phone, whatever. So the the speaker from my phone was disconnected. Or, excuse me, my phone was disconnected from the speaker, um, but the speaker was still on. So I'd been in another room for a few hours, and then everybody leaves, it's just me. And then I I hear a voice coming from the room. Wait. And the, the the room that the speaker's in. And I'm like, hello? You know, the classic horror yeah. movie, hello, to the empty room. And then we went to and look for I it. And I walk in there. Yeah. yeah and, then, and then I walk <laughs> in there. I'm stupid. Anyway, but I walk in there, and it's the speaker. Hmm. The speaker is, I'm, I'm hearing this, like, muffled converse, like, one side of yeah. a conversation. Yeah. And it's interrupted by static. Yeah. So it's like this... Static, that's what it sounds like. I'm like, what is going on right now? But I could make out that it is a, it it sounded like a male voice. Uh And I I heard it say something along the lines of, I love you, honey, or Uh like, I'll see you later, or Uh good night, or something like that. Yeah. Something endearing. Oh, the hairs on my neck and my arms, everything. How do I get in goose? Yeah. I had the goose bumps. bumps. (laughs) Um, yeah, thankfully I wasn't goose, but I was oh. bumped. Um, yeah, and I still I have no idea how, how it happened. It's a Bluetooth speaker, yeah. so there is no there's no signal. Like, I, I, there's no like it's not a it's, it's not, not a, a radio. radio. You can't tune it. Nope. You can't tune into a frequency. Nope. My only thought was like maybe somehow some guy is leaving a voicemail, and somehow through the, the wires of the world it's it the got one... crossed in. But how could it have gotten into nobody my Bluetooth was, yeah, speaker? And nobody's nearer. Like. And no one was near. Yeah, like it was in in the middle of this school, and like the main road, it was mm-hmm. like a football field away. Mm-hmm. So I I just don't understand. And there's yeah. not there from what I know, there was not a cell tower in the vicinity either. Yeah. So I I just don't understand. I don't know what happened. That one is very uh, but, unexplained. Yeah, yeah. And I told the story to somebody. They're like, oh yeah, it's probably one of the ghosts just like talking through your speaker. Oh. And I was like, don't, don't say that. that. Don't put that out into the cosmos. I want to keep this JBL. I don't want to get rid of it. Oh my gosh, I like this speaker. I can't throw it away now. (laughs) No, but yeah, and I have it, and it has that has not happened since. 
The only time the that time. that has ever In happened was at Springfield Middle School Gee. when it was just me and I. Gee. My personal story, at least within theaters, uh, Easton, you may not know about this about me, but I was on a ghost hunting team for a bit. Uh, no way. Yeah, so I did investigate. When? Uh, this was like 2014, 15. Yeah, 2014. Oh my 15. gosh, I had no idea. Um, we did investigations. Spooky things happen. I can tell you about it at a different time. But anyways, yeah. Theater wise, um, the spookiest thing that I happened uh, ha- that happened to me was I was stage managing a show, and uh, everyone had left for the night. It's an old school that's been transformed into a uh, fifty forward community center, basically for uh, retirement uh, retirement community. And uh, the theater operates with inside of it. It's been many years since I've had any association with them. But anyways, um, it's re- regardless a very creepy vibe in the back because where the main uh, audience center is is the gym. The stage is the old uh, stage, but then they've expanded the back of the building, which used to be more of the kitchen and different, uh-huh. different areas uh, into... Rehearsal rooms, costumes, dressing rooms, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of what's in the dark. And yeah. turning all the lights off in this place was just a creepy vibe in general. Um, so I had, as one does, I had show tunes playing to keep it light and happy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm walking through, making sure all the doors are secure. Uh, no one was there. And turning all the lights off. I don't know if this is just a design flaw on their end or what, but where the door is to leave is all the way uh-huh. across the room from where the light switch is. So you have to walk through the entire room no. in the pitch black to leave. No. So I'm I'm going, I don't even remember what show tune I was listening to, but I'm I'm like, okay, it's time to leave. I've I've done my duty, I've locked up everything. So I turned first mistake, I turned my music off. And I was like, I'll be fine. I, I don't need anything. So I turned my music off. I flipped the switch and I had my flashlight on my phone on. And I'm getting goose pimples think, re- recreating this <laughs> in my story. Um, turned my flashlight on and speedily walked to the door. I'm not running or anything. I'm walking very placidly. And to give a little bit better description of the room, there's round tables and chairs. So it's not a straight shot to the door it's a you have to figure eight go around go hop up and down go over somebody and then you're outside (laughs) i get almost all the way across the room and i get about five feet from the door and right next to the door is this little um corridor where people with drinks or uh, it's also a dinner theater so people with drinks or meals comes from and i get right in front of that still heading to the door and I hear footsteps run up to me and then a giant hiss right in my ear. Oh. And I, I tell you, Easton, I never flew out of that door faster than I did right then and no, there. No, yeah. not a hiss. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was absolutely, it was like even doing investigations that I had done, that was probably the most terrified I had ever been because it's, yeah. it literally was from nowhere. And the, the vibe, oh. the vibe in the place is kind of like you're being watched all the time anyways. And people talked about there being a ghost. I never heard the tales or a name or anything like that. So to experience mm-hmm. something like that with knowing nothing was like, 
okay i think i'm good yeah <laughs> this was fun uh yeah I, that was a blast I enjoyed... we haven't gone over an hour in a long time i, know. I don't know if it'll um, work that way in the final edit but I for us it was over more, an hour more than likely you probably will um probably will i i enjoy a good spook tale for the goosebumps but also uh yeah. in retelling it's like Oh, I'm reliving a moment, or my body is reliving a moment by getting the goosebumps that it yeah. is associated with it. But I think it was fun to learn a little bit of history, a little bit of <laughs> scandal within who the ghosts are, and then Reddit for providing very interesting and haunting tales. Yeah, um, thanks, Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. <laughs> uh, and thanks, y'all, for listening. Yes, thank you on for Halloween. For if you did, this. if you listen today, kudos. Yeah. Like if you're if you're not out doing candy getting, well uh, honestly <laughs> doing candy doing... getting. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not out trick or treating and you're listening to us, thank you. But also get us <laughs> something nice for uh, yeah. candy. But yeah, <laughs> um, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know. But yeah, um, Easton, do you want to get us out of here? Yeah, yeah, I do. Raise your uh your, your candy bags. <laughs> your, your, your candy, candy bag. bags. Yeah. Your goblets. Your goblets. Your, what are other creepy things that you could raise? Your cauldron. Your cauldron. Raise your cauldron. Yeah, raise your cauldron. I like that. I like it. I like yeah. it. Ooh. Ooh. For all you ghouls, ghouls and goblins, be good beans and drink good beans. Yes. Have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Abandon this production. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.